It's time again for Three Point Podcast. Three sports guys, three generations, and three hot takes. The triple threat includes baby boomer Ted Patel of Z92.5 The Castle. Our Gen Xer is Matt Burns of ESPN and the SEC Network out of Charlotte, North Carolina. The millennial man is Jared Patel of Valley Sports Detroit. Comments and questions can be sent by email to threepointpod at gmail.com. Follow Three Point Podcast on social media at Three Point Pod. The fellows will get in rolling right after this from our partners. Memorial Healthcare is proud and excited to open their new $40 million plus neurology, orthopedic, and community wellness center, now called the NOW Building. The 15,000 square foot facility features the highest quality, most sensitive 3T MRI available on today's market. The three-story building provides area residents a medically-based wellness center featuring nutritional, counseling, and group fitness classes, among other offerings. Memorial Healthcare's new wellness center includes locker rooms, private showers, steam rooms, sauna, a lap pool, and more, including a raised track for walking and running with views of the entire Memorial campus and surrounding area. Memorial Healthcare strives to bring healthcare and wellness together, servicing patients' needs from diagnosis to treatment to rehab and beyond. For more details, go online at memorialhealthcare.org or call 989-720-CARE. That's 989-720-2274. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your large or small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup, and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of three-point podcast located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. Well, hello again, everybody. Welcome to episode 229 of the three-point podcast, the show coming right up. We're presented to you by Memorial Healthcare, home of the now Community Wellness Center and the renewal of the popular walk-in sports injury clinic headed up by Dr. Ashraf Albana every Monday through October 17th. You know, it's a really cool thing, guys, that, uh, you know, after Friday night football, you know how you're banged up. And in some of the other sports in high school football, well, they had a walk-in clinic on Mondays. They, you can see the orthopedic doctor and trainers. And uh, it's a really good setup. And it's in that brand-new Now Wellness Center. It's a, it's a yeah. great, great feature. That's that's something I think a lot of high school kids, me especially, I wish I would have had a better grip of. I mean, I feel like I was more – I understood it more than maybe my counterparts. But still, you like – when you talk to these NFL guys, you hear them talk. They always talk about how reco- how important recovery is, and you know, mm-hmm. and whatever you think you're doing as a high school athlete, I'm telling you, you could do about another two hours worth probably every single day. Uh, and the the wellness center is perfect for that. Especially, you know, you're spot on. And I remember, you know, I'm I'm talking early 2000s, so this is before a ton of this information was out and all the new technology and everything. I mean, we stretched before practice, but I mean, that was about it. Yeah. I remember your dad, Jared, during basketball season, he would always stress hydration. Yeah. Say like, anytime you walk by a water fountain, get a drink. His line was always make your pee clear. (laughs) Your pee is clear, then you're hydrated. So he would always stress hydration and we would stretch good during basketball, but no, we weren't going to do that cryotherapy or we weren't getting massages or no. Well, I'll tell you that Memorial practice and we were good. 
Memorial has all the bells and whistles up there, you know, the, the recovery pool, everything else that goes along with it. And, you know, we're going to get deep into hard knocks. I mean, I've been chomping at the bit to get into our discussion on that. But, you know, when you when you listen to Dan Campbell, one of his many statements that he made, he said, hey, boys, this is good as going to feel until March, you know, yeah. and, and that's kind of how it is. You know, you get banged up during the seasons and they can take care of you at Memorial. Also, we're presented by Sky Mint Cannabis, Michigan's leader in the industry, many locations throughout the state of the state here of Michigan. Uh, don't forget in the Corona store, stop on in, use our special coupon code. It's 3.20, 3-P-O-I-N-T-2-0. That'll get you 20% off Sky Mint products. For new customers only, and I, what I understand, there's been quite a bit of activity over there with people using the code. Keep it up, and if uh, you keep getting the request, it'll be some of the other locations I, in the state. I can't stress that enough, man. Even if you, if there's somebody like that's listening to this episode and they hate us, you know, hate listen as you would call it. It's like, dude, still, like, just use the code, like twenty percent right. off of your purchase, man. Make it a big order and freaking save some serious cash. Yeah, you're not gonna, you're not gonna offend us. No, nope. if, if you tell them I hate the podcast, but I'm going to use the code, right? Cool. <laughs> and even better yet, if you do like us, it helps us solidify ourselves <laughs> with the sponsors too, right? And let's be let's oh, yeah. be real. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that make sure you check out Skymint Cannabis. Uh, you know, we just love having them on board, along with their other local partners, which include AZ Printing Solutions, Crow Real Estate and Auction, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Success Group Mortgage and Servicing, and the Wash of Owasso. And we also want to thank our promotional partners, the ALS Association of Michigan and Z92.5, The Castle. Well, fellas, uh, you know, before we get deep into hard knocks and maybe what's going on in college football, let's get caught up. And I know Matt, another fantastic beach weekend. Why don't you start us off? Had to do it. It's become a tradition. I, I've probably talked about it on the podcast. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so we got married on the beach up in Ludington five years ago now. Wow. This, this past weekend was our five-year five anniversary. Congrats. So it kind of, our the first year, the you know, number one anniversary, we just happened to be at the beach and we were kind of like, hey, we got married on the beach. Why don't we make this like a tradition? to be somewhere on the beach. It'd be cool if at some point it was like Mexico or Brazil or, you know, something crazy like that. Um, so yeah, yeah. We just went for the weekend. We got, we got some family pictures done, um, you know, hung out. It was a nice weekend and just good time. Love the beach. Every time we go there, we talk about moving there. What is it about the beach, man? I mean, I, I'm a beach. I like the beach. Here's maybe my problem is I never had like the beach getaway when I was a kid. You know, we went to Florida once or twice. And I remember, you know, it's always like the adults. Hey, let's go down to the beach or, or the girls or, or they are going on vacation with or whatever. Let's go down to the beach. You know, I was always like, man, I'm bored out of my mind. Just sit here. <laughs> when you get there. Yeah, it's cool for the first five minutes. You know, you run into the ocean. You're, the, the water is freezing cold. You come back out. You're drenched in, in uh water you know i remember uh, one time i stepped right on a crab right as i like imagine you know you get to vacation in florida sprint out in the ocean i swear like five steps five steps into the water i stepped right on a crab came right back in like with my tail between my legs so i guess what is it i mean obviously you now have the connection and the nostalgia to your wedding being on a beach but what is it about a beach that you actually love like what do you do when you're at the beach i've always loved the beach so when you talk about growing up when we would go to like Holland and we would go to other beaches over on the east side. We'd go to Oscoda and Tawas and stuff growing up. I was that kid that when we went to the beach, I didn't leave the water from the time we got there 
until my parents were like, we have to go get out of the water. We have to leave. I just love being in the water. So, I mean, I think that's part of it. There's something too. I mean, there's like scientific research too. People are happier by water. Ted knows. So I bought a house on the lake. You wake up to that sound of water when you're sitting there and you can just sit back and listen to those waves crashing on the shore and you hear like the seagulls in the distance and you got a nice breeze. There's just something about being by water. You're just happier. And I swear that's when we go there, you know, we go to restaurants, we go to the stores, we do whatever. People are just happier. People are just like going to the beach. They're laid back. They're in no rush. They're just like hanging out. And that's what we're like, man, this way of life, this is, this is the way to do it, man. I, Ted, buying that house, dude, smart move. Smart move moving to Lake Manitou. Well, definitely. It definitely fit our lifestyle and especially my wife's. Now, here's the next step for you. You know, you're, you and Jared are both up to date on plugging into all the social media and everything else. Are you ever able to go somewhere like that? and completely unplugged. You know, we have our family uh, vacation up at Onaway and we're forced into really being unplugged from everything because our cell service is virtually nil up there. Yeah. Uh, ever thought about that? Just completely unplugging for three, four days? We do. Uh, the only non-unplugging, I guess we do, is using the phone to take pictures. Mm-hmm. But that, that's another thing I, that's nice. When, I, when we go there, I don't really get on Twitter. Maybe, you know, at night when we're getting ready for bed, I'll hop on and look at some stuff, but mm-hmm. I'm away from Twitter, not scrolling Facebook, looking at all the stupid stuff on Facebook. So, right to that point, that's another aspect of it. You go and you get away from stuff and it's like, man, obviously if you live there, it's different. You know, you get into the whole life routine, but there's something about it, man. Jared, you got, you got to have to take the girl to go for your anniversary, go over to Grand Haven, get an Airbnb in Grand Haven or Holland or, you know, something like that for a weekend and just stay on the beach, see what it's about. I probably need to. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you got away. And I didn't. Uh, so let me be the one to bring you back on this pod. <laughs> so this is maybe better safe for entertainment, but I need to throw it out in the ketchup because this documentary really stuck with me and it's, it applies to Matt mostly. Woodstock 99. Okay. Oh, I saw on, it on Netflix. You guys watch it. I, I got to get to it. Yeah. That's odd. Matt, the reason I'm centering this toward you, man, this is your generation. This is your golden age. You, you can't even say anything. Your generation has, you know, botched COVID and, you know, created this huge de- de- Democrat versus Republican mm-hmm. line. So you are way past this mess up. But I still would like your opinion <laughs> on this weird generation that came through of Matt. So you were graduating high school, you know, 2003, 2002. Woodstock 99 happens in 99. And if you haven't seen this documentary, man, it literally was like a riot. You know, there's there's sexual assaults happening left and right. There's uh, these white, predominantly white males, just like ripping apart this festival for no reason. Um, there's these performances, which these bands, half of them I've never even heard of, even though at the time they're supposedly, you know, the 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 cat's pajamas uh and i'm almost more weirded out by the bands like at the time you know you got red hot chili peppers the guitar the guitarist is literally butt-ass naked on stage you got the guys in the crowd you have Limp Bizkit, who apparently is everybody's favorite and everyone's loving them in the crowd one i will say about the documentary what a crowd but two what that really opened my eyes to and what i've always sort of thought i think my least favorite period of time 
in in the entire existence of the world is like the 1997 to like 2004. There was some weird teenage angst going on at the time. There was some weird music. There was some, I, I don't really know, like nothing really too seriously was wrong, but I just imagine if I was like transported to that period of time, I would hate it. Before Matt gets his thoughts out, um, maybe defending himself, Ted, you had like two daughters that kind of came through that era. Looking back, do you kind of feel the same way that I do, which is there was something wrong going on at that period of time? I, you know what? To tell you the truth, Jared, I never thought about it. I mean, I just wanted uh, the two girls to get through high school unscathed. I do remember Amy had, I think it was a Dr. Dre CD, and it was the uncut version, you know, and she's playing it pretty loud volume in the bedroom. And my wife caught wind of some of the lyrics that were flung out. Just, just say that that CD was taken away and never seen again. But yeah, that that era, but I don't think that era is any different than than any other. I really don't. I think it's funny you talk about the CD getting taken away. I definitely got multiple CDs taken away. A couple Eminem CDs, Kid yeah. Rock. I don't know why I used to listen to him. I'm almost disappointed in myself for that back in the day. But uh, I, I'm kind of with you, Jared. Nine, Woodstock '99 for sure. I, I got to watch this documentary because. It was the biggest deal. Obviously, I wasn't old enough to even think about going. Right. But all the, I, I'm curious to see and like relive all the music because, yeah, that, that's like right in my prime, you know, high school age or whatever. Limp Biscuit, when you mentioned that, loved, loved Limp Biscuit. Uh, well, it, was, it was kind of a weird time. You talk about like 97 to 2004 because like hip hop had gotten really popular and was starting to change and kind of like take over music rock had moved from like you know grunge like nirvana and stuff like that to like limp biscuit where like people were starting to rap in rock rock music so that was all starting to change there was a whole pop you know boy bands britney spears christina aguilera like it was a pretty strange time still before like cell phones were everywhere social media like if woodstock 99 happened same with same with ted's woodstock but if Woodstock 99 happened when Twitter was around, uh, I think like the world would have like blown <laughs> up or something because of all the stuff you've talked about. I, I don't know how everyone didn't get arrested at that festival from the stories yeah. you hear and stuff like that. So, I, yeah, I got to go watch that. I got to watch that. Yeah, it's worth that, watching. Man. I, I maybe I'm a Ted. I can't believe you don't have the same sort of thought after watching that. Just what was going? What was in the air at that period of time? You know. I can see I the argument where it's like, honestly, part of it, you ripped Ted's generation for botching COVID. Like the economy, we're, don't have to get into all like serious stuff. At that time, the economy was like booming. Yeah. So, like, people had money. So, people were probably buying tons of drugs and taking who knows what because everyone had a ton of money right. in the late 90s and stuff and were doing well. So. Well, you look at the difference between the original Woodstock and that one. I mean, you know, my my gang was all hippies and peace and love and no issues whatsoever. You know, hey, we're just going to have a great time. And obviously the music in the original Woodstock was phenomenal. Um, it's it's interesting. They talk. Don't they talk about it, Jared? It's been a while since I've seen it. And if yeah. I knew we were going to de- do a deep dive into this topic tonight, I would have I would have asked Bart from the radio station to join us because he was there. Oh, he I could remember saying yeah, he could get a boots on the <laughs> oh, and he man. told me it was unreal. <laughs> that does not surprise me at all. Wow. <laughs> when you so when you watch it, Jared, 
when you watch that and you've been to faster horses yeah do you see that and you're like okay maybe faster horses isn't that bad because it's not woodstock 99 right yeah. well here's do you see the crowd at woodstock and then woodstock 99 it's like i don't even know why half these people are there you're a mile away from the stage why are you even <laughs> like what is even fun about this um, I think like Fast Horses is like 40,000 people, which is surprising. It seems like a lot more than that. This had 500,000. So it's just like, it's not even comparable. It's not even comparable. It, it looked like pure hell. They didn't have police on, on the grounds. You know, it had the old like Woodstock, uh, the same guy who created Woodstock basically was in charge of this. So he yeah. wanted the same like sort of <laughs> peace and love. Whereas you go to Fast Horses, you can't go five feet without a cop. And here's what's, it's weird. I can't totally blame your generation, Matt, because I think if something like that was set up nowadays, probably same thing would happen. I've talked about it before, where you go to Faster Horses, I'm just trying to walk out of the concert and three guys like square me up to try to fight. Right. It's, just, I just don't, it's, I, I don't get it. It's maybe just this the whole concert vibe. People feel like the rules don't apply. Like you're, you're in some, you know, special safe haven or something, but it, it just blew my mind watching that documentary, especially the Limp Biscuit portion. Yeah, where it's like one, I don't understand why this music was ever popular. <laughs> the guy's literally just screaming out lyrics like break shit, and people are loving it. <laughs> like I said, I think it's partially like like it's there wasn't really real life problems. Like you know, my generation sort of you know we had the COVID when we were little kids. We had you know the, the economic economic downfall, you know, two thousand eight and that sort of thing. So I think maybe we've dealt with some actual like real life problems. Whereas maybe that era, like I said, business was booming. So they kind of had to create their own problems, and that's where they let out let off some like you know steam at this concert. Did yeah, man, the, the problems were that we didn't have big enough Jenko jeans, <laughs> our uh, our shoes right. weren't cool enough. Those were the problems. Do you think Those it was, was this... a good time to grow up? The '90s, you can knock it. The '90s were a great I don't time know, to grow man, up. It, it's always I've always had that thought in my brain that there's something about that time period that just gives me the willies. And this this documentary really kind of hammered that thought home. It's exactly what I thought. You know, the the, the yellow, the blonde tips, the frat heads, oh, the people that are in high school that look like they're somehow like twenty five years old. I, whenever you see like the old footage from like high school back in two thousand or something, the the students look like they are about 25, 26, 27 years old. I don't know what it is, but uh, no, just so that's basically my catch up, man. I mean, I've been, I've been working. So yeah, yeah it's been work and then TV. So so that was my kind of getaway. Matt's on the beach vacation. Meanwhile, I'm watching just an absolutely chilling documentary about <laughs> what looks like hell on earth, but Bartman probably loved it. I don't think he loved it, but he'll, he'll definitely always remember it. That's for sure. You know, Matt and I both were on the road last weekend because I went out to Washington, D.C. Again, a visit to uh, granddaughter number one in Harper. You know, we had a look at our calendar you know, even though I'm I'm semi-retired, working part-time on a real job, we still have to kind of look at our calendars and when are good times to go visit. And, you know, we had to look on the calendar and say, football season's coming up. We better get out there before football season, you know, because it gets a lot tougher then. But it was our uh, four-year-old granddaughter, her first night, she spent one of the nights with us in the hotel we stayed at. So that was, that was kind of cute. And we also took uh, Amy and Keith out on birthday dinners. They both have August birthdays. It's kind of what we do now you know, as, as the elder parents and, you know, for our kids buying them their birthday presents, we take them out to a real nice dinner. And that's, that's basically it. So you we had a nice time. You don't need to buy them like CDs and stuff anymore. 
we'll we'll, we'll give her back her Dr. Dre next time we see her. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I did want to throw this out there. I felt a little guilty last week. We were talking about houses, and Jared was talking about uh, you know his apartment situation. I don't know if anything's new on that, but Matt brought up the thing about you know buying a place and fixing it up, but you're not real handy. Well, I forgot to add into my conversation that my good buddy Charlie is. Uh, He's my handyman. I pay him, but I but he gives me a good rate, and he's been the main reason why I've been able to upgrade you, houses. You do always kind of crack me up. You like you always be like, "Oh yeah, I'm putting in my dock." You, it's always you're putting in your dock. It's never you know me and Charlie are putting in the dock. That's 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 usually found out through photos afterward or something like I that. Say, he post, posted the pictures of what uh, building the the playset. Yes, Charlie was there. Yeah, yeah, and it's funny, you know, my daughter love her dearly, but. She says, hey, dad, you think you could talk to Charlie about helping put that place together? <laughs> I got the hint. I got the hint. Not so handy, but uh, I had to throw the plug out there. He was actually out with his wife last night out here. We did some pontoon and, and it nice. was spectacular. And, and he brought he brought it up and said he listened to last podcast. I said, hey, man, I was going to bring you up and it just cropped. Uh, You're all right. Mind. Yeah, you just forgot. What made this, this uh, pontoon ride uh, so spectacular? Was it our uh, friends over at SkyMet? SkyMet well, is – oh, go ahead. No, SkyMet wasn't involved in this one, but I'm not saying they haven't been in the past. Uh, mm -hmm. It just was – it was the absolutely perfect evening. You know, the water was just – calm as can be and you know you guys when we went out there and did our podcast our our tune cast i guess i should say i parked us over there at the island we just got caught up you know with both families and all the kids and grandkids and it was just a great evening you know knocked back a couple brewskis and it was just one of those nights where you know you weren't baking in the sun it was just right. perfect climate sounds magical man but i'm telling you you're definitely missing out not having skyman cannabis i mean it's it's the michigan's leader uh, in the industry i mean just like us I think people would maybe disagree with this after listening to that opening catch up, but we're creatives, you know, we're deep thinkers. We love music, Ted. We can never just uh, argue with that about you. We, no. we have some good valley laughs on this show. Uh, but the thing I love about SkyMint the most is, is just how convenient of a location it is to all of us here and all, you know, the Shiawassee County residents, really. I mean, SkyMint is the premier place to go. I can't stress that enough. You know, we had the kind of the early boom when COVID first kicked off and, you know, some of the first places that jumped to this area uh, kind of claimed their territory. But I think what we're seeing with SkyMint is that they really are the best at what they do. And if you stop into that place, you will definitely see what we're talking about, man. I mean, it's state of the art. I mean, a lot of these places are, but SkyMet, there's a reason they have all these locations across Michigan. Like you said, Gaylord, uh, Ann Arbor, all over the place. And the Corona location, that's the one I can speak to the most. It's it's incredible. You know, it's we like got a hammer. Store. Absolutely. It's just gorgeous. And, and again, Jared, uh, the coupon code. I mean, it's unbelievable. Really is. 3.5, 20. Or 3.20, excuse me. 3.20. It's 20% off your first purchase of SkyMint product. I mean, man, get on in there. Can't it's beat like, it. Nope, can't when, beat that's it. When you go your first purchase, you go in and stock up on like, drop a couple hundred bucks and get 20% off. Yeah, seriously. Heck yeah. You know, if you, if you got ailments or you just want to sit back and enjoy uh, music. I mean, you they got the product and they got the experts that can set you up in the right direction. Speaking of experts. you want to sit by the water and just enjoy, you know, the sound of that water. <laughs> yeah, Jared. <laughs> no, maybe that's what, maybe that's why you love the beach so much, Matt. You know, I only went as a kid, 
so I never could quite dabble in that sort of thing. But maybe that's why you love it so much. You got a little bit of SkyMint stashed away on, on the old beach. Just adds to the relaxation. <laughs> Amen, brother. Well, we're going to talk a little hard knocks. Before we get to that and get to our next spot, uh, I definitely want to tell you about another good partner of ours, Memorial Healthcare. They have their popular walk-in sports injury clinic that's returned with the start of the fall sports season, Dr. Ashraf Ilbana, orthopedic surgeon at Memorial Healthcare Center, will once again host the Monday walk-in clinic to access orthopedic sports injuries for adolescent and high school athletes. I mean, he's helped out by certified athletic trainer, Alan Getzinger. And uh, it's just amazing what they got going on there. The clinic will be held every Monday through October 17th. Athletes will be seen on a walk-in basis from nine o'clock to three o'clock at Memorial Healthcare Center for Orthopedics, located in the brand new now building we've talked about before on North Shiawassee Street. They can they can do x-rays, they can do MRI, they can do CT scans. Uh, for those, you know, if you're under 21, you need parental consent. That's required before treatment fees are applied. But uh, for more information, call Memorial Healthcare Center for Orthopedics at 989-541-BONE, BONE, 989-541-2663. All right, we'll be back uh, with some Hard Knocks discussion right after this. Looking to buy items online? Go to CRAuctions.com. All you need to do is download the app to your phone or computer and start buying and selling today. CRAuctions.com will market your items all over the country and get them sold. If you are looking to buy something, we can help with that too. Just go to CRAuctions.com. Search our inventory and place your bid. Plus, there are online auctions for farm machinery, firearms, automobiles, and truckloads of overstocked items. It's fast, it's easy, and you will get results. Get the app and check out CRAuctions.com today. Memorial Healthcare has served the community for over a century and is committed to being your healthcare partner. The main campus is located in Owasso at 826 West King Street, with additional locations in seven counties throughout mid-Michigan. Services at Memorial Healthcare are provided by people who truly care about their patients, who take pride in making a difference in the life and health of the patients they serve through all phases of life. With a medical staff of over 200 and nearly 1,500 employees, Memorial Healthcare is proudly recognized as the largest employer in Shiawassee County. Whether it's life-saving emergency room care, bringing a baby into the world, or an annual physical, See what Memorial Healthcare has to offer at memorialhealthcare.org or call 989-720-CARE. That's 989-720-2273. The Wash of Owasso is excited to welcome you to their new and state-of-the-art full-service laundromat. Conveniently located at 809 West Main Street in historic West Town, Owasso. They're open 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. for the coin laundry, or you can drop off your laundry for wash and fold service Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 p.m. Too busy to stop in? No problem, as the Wash of Owasso will pick up your laundry right at your door and will deliver it back to you the next day. Go online to thewashofowasso.com. That's thewashofowasso.com to view pricing or call 989-472-3322 and schedule your pickup as a special three-point podcast bonus enter code 3pp that's the number three and two p's at checkout for 10 percent off your first order the three-point podcast team welcomes the wash of owasso to our team all right guys we did our instant reaction videos after both episodes but now's our chance to do a deep dive into episodes one and two one of you guys kick it off well i'll say this first before you jump in jared I know I, I said I, this is the first Hard Knocks that I've watched. 
other than like clips here and there. I'm not saying I would have been that into like the Browns and Cowboys and stuff, but man, this is, I love behind the scenes stuff with sports, seeing the meetings, hearing coaches yell, you know, during practice, seeing players talk to each other during practice. So I can see, I'll say, I can see the major entry with hard knocks because the access that HBO gets is just so cool. You know, they obviously can't film everything and there's obviously a lot of stuff left on the cutting room floor. I mean, they don't, they don't, um, you know, cut out many F-bombs and stuff like that, but you know that there's a lot of stuff that's even a little too much for hard knocks. So, um, yeah, the access they get and everything you see, man, hard knocks is, it's a, it's a really cool show. Before we maybe get into the X's and O's, it really is. I mean, it's so we, Ted, you mentioned every time we do one of these instant reactions, man, you love the editing. I mean, it is, they're the best of the best at what they do. I think in terms of our field, what more could you want to work on? You know, one shining moment. That's that's yeah. one of them. Hard not one shining yeah. moment. Yeah, it's just you talk about with having just if you wanted to have a blast editing something, man. It's this it's this hard knocks type stuff. I don't, but for me, what I love about it, and this is maybe just singular, there really is something magical about you know about football and being in like you know whether it's two days or training camp. I, I always love practice. Uh, there 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 really is like just some built in drama to it. You know whether you're trying to get get a starting spot or you're just getting ready for the season, man, every day, it, it feels like you're going to war in a sense. And I, I just love how they perfectly encapsulate that uh, because we've all been there. We've all felt it. You know what it's like. It, it's just, it's a magical time of the year and we're lucky to have hard knocks show it for us. And, and, and it just makes you think, man, I'd love to see this, you know, at the college level. I mean, we saw it with uh, two a days back when they were covering Hoover high way back in the day when I was a little kid, that was probably more Matt's college time, but I just love seeing that type of stuff play out on screen. And it just, it gives me chills and it brings me back a little bit. Kind of like last chance you, right? I mean, it was right. somewhat similar on the college level. thing I like about it is uh, there's definitely some staged stuff, you know, you can tell that the players and sometimes the coaches are playing up to the cameras a little I'm bit. I'm so skeptical about this. Stuff. I, just a little bit, Matt. I mean, I, I do see that, but the one thing I was going to point out is, and it's kind of for the youngsters out there listening. It's one thing that, uh, it, through my uh, through through my journey in life and playing sports, you know, I've seen a lot of things like and the thing one of the things that really drives me crazy is even at the high school level when kids don't want to be coached, you know, like the coach is being too mean to them or the coach is saying bad words and they go home and they report it to mommy and daddy. And then mommy and daddy don't say you know what? Listen to your coach. They know what they're talking about. They t- instead take the kid's side and then it becomes drama. I mean, if you watch this hard knocks, I mean, these are, these are grown ass adults. I, I'll give them that, but they're getting hard coaching. I mean, look at Swift and, and what he went through in the last episode and that's across the board. They're not there to babysit these guys, yeah. man. They're there to coach them and make them better. And I, I, and I guess the whole point I'm making is at a younger level, I think there's been a little bit of that lost in today's day and age compared to not all that long ago. I mean, it's just that, you know, the, the players don't respect the coaches as, as they should, I think. You know, they should be the parent at the school. Now, sometimes coaches can go overboard. There's no question about that. Are you guys are you guys out on Swift after what we just watched? I, it, it seems like a lot of people are, are kind of saying, you know, I'm not so sure about this guy after episode I was gonna say, I, I, I kind of noticed it when watching episode two, and then I saw people on Twitter pointing it out mm-hmm. during that hard coaching that you're talking about. 
he was getting like his body language was a little like almost like he wasn't listening. Yeah. Almost like he was hearing Deuce Staley say all that. And he was almost like it was in one ear out the other. He might have been just soaking it in, you know, soaking it all in. But the the big thing was with me is his health. I I think he has all the talent like Deuce Staley and everyone says the dude just can't stay healthy. So we'll, we'll see what he does this year. But that is I, I just want to say this real quick about the, the coaching thing. I, th- I think one difference, I agree with you, Ted, everything you said. I don't, you can't coach grown men the same as 14-year-olds, at least true. in my opinion. No, that's you can, true. You can still coach hard and be tough and all that kind of stuff with youth, but they are different. I mean, they're not as, you know, grown up as 30, 35-year-old men. That, that's always one thing I think when people say, these young kids, high schoolers, they're getting soft and all this kind of they, they can't take hard coaching. I'm like, hey, you're, you're talking about 15 year old kids. I mean, they're not supposed to have people screaming in their face and stuff like that. So that's just always something I think. Can I ask something like you guys will probably just say it didn't exist even when it did. And this is maybe a little bit off on a tangent, Matt, like let's, you're probably more of a better uh, gauge of this. Do you remember the parents, like the parent drama, like when you were in high school, like was that something that you remember being present on your teams? Like whether a kid didn't play or, you know, they got an argument with a coach or the parents, you know, had a meeting with the coach or was that, or has that always been around? There was, I, I definitely remember it. I mean, I remember specific players, specific people who they weren't getting the playing time that their parents thought they deserved and there were meetings and stuff like that. So I mean, it, especially at Corona, I mean, it's, you know, pretty small. So, right. you know, you, you kind of find everything out. So, I don't know, I think it goes on everywhere, like you, like you said. So some parents get a little butthurt because little Johnny's on the bench and they think they should be the star of the team. I don't know. You know, that's two different stories, too. I mean, I agree with you, Matt, that coaching uh, high school kids, you, you can't be a screamer in their face all the time. That's 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 a given. You can't be. But you still can coach them. Yeah. Uh, the proper way and and the players and on the other hand they need to have the respect for the coach too right. you know they got to understand you know and then you know when you get in the situation where somebody thinks they should get more playing time well that's just a matter of opinion and if it's a varsity sport let me let me tell you there's very rare occurrences where somebody is playing over somebody that's better than them you know in the coach's opinion they're not that for the most part they're not playing somebody because their dad's on the school board or this or that they're they're playing their starters because they're the best players in their mind especially at a place like corona i mean there you go players are gonna play (laughs) right because there there usually aren't very many of them so the best (laughs) players are playing and if you're right. not clearly, you know, one of those players, there there's some problems to be yep. had. Because like you said, there's there's not a lot of talent to go around, man. So <laughs> so it's not that hard to find a find a job uh, yeah. to contribute. Um, well, let's get back to hard knocks. Yeah, hard so, knocks. No, I was going to say this. Are you guys surprised? There hasn't been a ton of Jamal Williams. It seems like before all this, Jamal Williams was it looked like going to be the star, and it's basically been Dan Campbell. We knew that was going to happen. It's Campbell Hutchinson, of course. But then it's been like different dudes, like Rodrigo and St. Brown now and Swift. I thought Jamal Williams would be more of a star. At the end of the day, he's a backup. I think yeah. it's kind of what we've sort of realized. And he's he's a he's kind of a, a player who you know what he is. I mean, I'll be honest. I kind of forgot that he was on the Lions last year uh, heading into the season. Then these clips all started circulating. You know, he he's a good, you know, secondary back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's all he is. He's, he's good for the, you know, the, the line here, the line there. 
you know, the, the goodie bags and, and all that sort of stuff that he's been kind of making fun of at practice. But it's just he's not somebody that you want to build a five minute segment around, in, right. in my opinion, on this show with all these characters you already named Hutchison. Uh, uh, I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown, I, I have to put this out there. How many times can we do the how many people have been drafted ahead of you? Like, type <laughs> I mean, is it is it's every player now? Every single it's it's become my new bane of my existence. It previously was the guy who stands out on the field while the confetti oh. falls on the opposing team. This right. has replaced that. I, I will say this to Hard Knock. They edited it awesome. You know, it was a cool little segment. But how many different ways can we do this with every single player? It's not that surprising at this point. Yeah, you're right. Um, they did edit it good, and I was going to talk about that. I mean, some of the favorite segments, you know, obviously that segment with his old man, the the right. trainer, Mister Universe. Mr. I mean, Universe, when I was watching, I was watching that. I'm going, dude, he should be their strength and conditioning coach, man. Right. Hire him on the spot. He knows what he's talking about. You know, that yeah. was cool. That was cool. And and you brought up the name Rodrigo. I mean, man, they they had a nice little storyline on that man and the. And the coaches, or who, what it was, linebacker coach was just ripping on the team other than him and putting him right on the spot. I could see he was feeling a little bit uncomfortable. You know, here's this rookie, but I think I think he's earned a starting spot. Yeah, I mean that's what the coach was saying. He yeah. said he was basically saying like, I, I want to start this rookie over you guys, but you know, someone take the spot because all we've seen is him making plays and people like Jared Davis. We've seen enough of Jared Davis already with the Lions. I don't. I don't think all of a sudden they turn it on. So, yeah. Uh, one thing I, I think we tweeted about it. I think I saw you reply. Maybe Ted is the the Hutchinson situation. Are we all out on his family? I understand it's a cool story. Local kid. You know, his dad played football. All that kind of stuff. But the the sequence we're talking about the editing. How great HBO is. I'm really surprised that during the preseason game when he made his first big play, the tackle for a loss, that they stuck on his mom for the whole play mm. and just sat there. It For me, when I was watching it, it felt like five minutes. I'm sitting there going, what are you doing? Where's the play? Like, why are we on the mom and the sisters? Cut away from this. I don't care about them. And then finally they did, and they showed the play like ten times, but – that was a really strange part of the show. This to me. is me, man, and 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 I'm not just saying this to be devil's advocate. I I like seeing this family. I mean, it's an interesting ass family. They're all gorgeous, they're gorgeous, all beautiful. They're, they're gorgeous. They're all like, athletes. They're it's like there's something they see. They're very close from from what I can tell. I, I'm okay with it. It, it. it you know I can see why if it was like you know like we're looking at you know Ted in the crowd. You know I can see why maybe <laughs> we'd want to switch off of it. But I, I mean they're good looking. They're they care about Aiden. It's the young rookie, you know, trying to prove himself. It's the hometown kid. I I don't hate it. Um, to swing it back, I, we're kind of all over the place, man. But I love it. That's why. That's what this Hard Knocks episode kind of is, and that's 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 where we're at right now in our brains. Rodrigo, back to him for a second. Are you? I mean, how do we not agree with starting this guy? I yeah, love what I'm watching. And when Brad Holmes, you got to tip your cap. I mean, what six round? Six round. He can making big time plays. He's exactly the type of guy that Dan Campbell tries to bring into the system. And I love that he's pushing uh, these veterans to try to like make some plays, man, because that's what he's doing. And you just, you love, that's what hard knocks is for. It gives us these guys that if we would have just started this season, you would have saw him out in the field. Like, Oh yeah. You know, he's, he's a good player, you know, six round draft pick, really, but really wouldn't have gave much more credence to it. But now that we have this whole story behind him, I think everyone's pushing, like, let's put this guy on the field and we'll live or die with him. 
you know, maybe he might not make every single play. He might maybe is a little bit not as good as this guy, but he what he lacks in talent, I love everything else about him. And that's why I just I like let's ride or die with this guy on the field. Dude is jacked too. Yeah. I mean, he's huge. I mean, the way he fills the hole, I don't think a, a fullback doesn't want to go head to head with him. Oh, he's fearless he too. Do you see him yeah. on special teams that first tackle? Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see where the rest of the, the season goes. Is this kind of what it does? It then just starts breaking down every preseason game? Is that kind of how it's it ends up? Yeah. yeah. Um, and and I know you want to give you give your thoughts out on this. Stat. I mean, David, wow. I mean, I was watching this live, covering it live. I mean, how, how, how like, I, I mean, seriously, if you were watching that preseason game in its entirety, these backup quarterbacks look effing horrendous yeah. <laughs> and, 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 uh, and I, I don't know why we're even wasting thought on it because i am the the total like why does it matter who the backup is i know if you're 99.9 percent of teams in nfl history if your starter goes out you are done uh but the fact that we're watching it play out in hard knocks i, I feel like we just gotta talk about it man it's got time to. to find somebody else i don't care if they're worse i don't care uh if if, if they don't know the offense man at this point i'm blowed out I'm blowed out. Nobody else in there. I don't care if it's Kyle Rudolph. I, I don't care. Or Mason Rudolph. Just get him in there because this guy, we've seen what he is. It's boring. It's not fun. And he sucks. So just get him out. Pretty much yeah. saying on all right there, Jared. And you're finally on Uncle Ted's page because I've said it before. I'm not saying you have to spend big bucks for a backup quarterback, but you got to have somebody that come in there and actually play. I mean, you know, back in the day, the backup quarterbacks were older guys that, you know, had their time, but uh, they still wanted to stick around. I mean, you know, I go back to Earl Morrill. He filled in for Bob Greasy for the undefeated Dolphins, and I think he won like nine or ten games in that undefeated season. And Greasy finally got in there for the Super Bowl, but guys like that, George Blanda with Oakland, again, I'm throwing out old-time names, but here's the name I thought of. I mean, yeah, you can get the guy from Pittsburgh, sure, but uh, why not Why not lure somebody like uh, Fitzmagic? Say, hey, come come be our backup quarterback. We'll pay you whatever, you know, a decent amount of money. You're not going to probably play, obviously, unless golf gets hurt. You're not going to be competing for the number one job. But you know what he can do, you know? Why and not somebody like that? And here's the thing. Goff is getting nothing out of having David Blau and Boyle in his quarterback room. Right. Like, I mean, we, we can make fun of Goff as much as we want. Sounds like he's been having a great uh, start of training camp and, and in these scrimmages and in preseason he looked great. Yeah. So let's help this guy. You know yeah. who's not helping him? David Blau and Boyle. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I mean, even if it is Mason Rudolph, he, he probably is better than the two guys we have. 100%. It's what, it's what we've said. They haven't, even through all of the Stafford years, they never really addressed backup quarterback. They signed Chase Daniel that one time. They gave him a bunch of money, but he wasn't anything. So <laughs> that whole segment, though, with Blau, where he blew the game, Yes. And then Campbell kind of, you know, in the locker room is talking about we lost the game because of these small mistakes and the cameras just on Blau the whole time sitting there in his locker or at his locker basically knows he's about to be cut probably. Yeah. Yep. Goes and talks to his wife and they both know that's probably coming. And that whole that whole sequence was like I feel bad for this guy now like yeah. he's probably waiting for the next preseason game to get out there and try and well, well, here's here's the thing, Matt, and you're you're dead on. I was going to bring it up. I mean, it is just an exhibition game, but then again, it's not. Dan mm-hmm. Campbell was talking about the mentality and every every single play. You got to be right on the ball to make it 
however he said it out of the out of the ocean or whatever but that was the prime example guys i came home i came home from dc i had it on my dvr i watched that entire game the end of that game was was and it, it is exhibition, but it's SOL. It's Lions. He drops up. The game's – you're closing it out. You're it's giving Dan Campbell the hard knocks jump, man. We're going to win our first exhibition game, our only exhibition game at home. We're going to roll this thing. And then you have the game won, and the quarterback drops the snap, fumbles the ball, gives up the touchdown. They get Then the other team has the ball. A, a defensive back drops an interception right in his hands, right in his hands, <laughs> and then give up the game-winning touchdown on fourth and nine. This is the Lions, guys. Fourth and nine to a converted quarterback from Ferris State University, for crying out loud. The kid's good. I hope they cut him, and maybe the Lions give him a chance, but it's unbelievable. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it is. And if you didn't watch that, if you watch that game, there's no other way to view it than what the hell was that. And and I know it's preseason. I know it's this or that. But when you're on hard knocks, those games are amplified, man. Hell yeah. And and, and and we talk about how important it is to have momentum rolling for this young team. I mean, a few, a couple more of those games in the preseason. Who knows, like what type of toll that takes on the team? Maybe it's nothing. I'm not in the NFL locker room. But I mean, watching those hard knocks and how they edited it, it made it seem like it was a big deal. Yeah. Uh, how they lost that game. Uh, we got to mention this guy talking about lacrosse guys, Tim Kennedy. Yeah, he's got to get a spot. He's got to get a spot. On Hell the yes, leading the NFL in, after in, in total yards and catches after preseason game number one. Just a ball player. I, I get him on the field. I've added to to this wide receiver room. And from what I'm hearing, from boots on the ground coverage, you know, hard knocks and people. This guy's making plays every practice. Uh, and, and and who else do you want on this roster other than this guy? I mean, Pimpleton. I haven't been impressed with what I've seen from him so far. It's a, that's that's a depressing. Because I really did hope that he was going to have a moment uh, and really make this team. But Tim Kennedy, uh, we need a guy like that, a pass catcher in the slot, and he's he's proven himself. Yeah, he, he would go perfect. With, you know, fingers crossed, Jamison Williams comes back and is the player he was at Alabama before he got hurt. So let's say that happens. You got him, St. Brown, Hawkinson, and then a nice receiver like Tim Kennedy to be your kind of underneath guy and all that kind of stuff. You know, there is potential there. So, yeah. you know, talking about the losing, I know we're probably about to move on, but the Aaron Glenn speech about changing the mentality, going into games, knowing you're going to win, that Lions game, that the first preseason game where you're talking about Ted being SOL, that's exactly like what he's talking about, yeah. that kind of stuff. Because even if they said going into that final drive, like, no, we're going to win this, Typical Lions, they don't. They fumble the snap, you know, they give up the touchdown, then they end up losing. And that's the kind of stuff, like, people who are new to the Lions, when plays like that happen and they end up losing, that starts going into your head, like, oh, yeah, maybe there is maybe there is an SOL mentality to this franchise because something bad always happens. Yeah, the DB drops a, a bunny interception. Right there. The easiest, thing, the easiest interception you'll ever get. So Pete, I'm that, 66. That, I would have caught that. I'm 66. Right. That kind of stuff starts going into your head like, yeah, maybe there is something to this SOL thing. So <laughs> they got to get that stuff out of there. They got to yeah. start winning those games. What would you, uh, to wrap this uh, Hard Knock segment up, how would you guys rate uh, this out of, out of the three-point pod, three, three thumbs up scale after two episodes? Three out of three. Easy. Episode one, definitely three. Episode two, yeah, Maybe. two wasn't as good as one. But. No, 
2.8, 2.9, somewhere in there. But episode one was was unreal. It was just yeah. maybe it was because of our anticipation, but I did want to throw the Hutchinson Billy Jean thing. I mean, that was yeah. just lights out, man. And I, I love the fact that he gets the tackle in the backfield. And he oh, does yeah. a little Michael Jackson leg shiver. I mean, that was yeah. that's classic. That needs to be his thing. Yeah, I was gonna say it'd be perfect if that just becomes his like sack dance. Yeah. Everybody knows the 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 connection now. I mean, it, it's perfectly laid out for him. I hope he's smart enough to realize how much of an opportunity that is. Amen. But definitely we'll be uh, we'll be watching again Tuesday night. We'll have our instant reaction afterwards. I mean, I couldn't believe we had over 6,000 views on the first one. Uh, people, it must be who we're sharing it with or whatever, but they're hopping on board and seeing what these knuckleheads have yep. to say after each episode. So we love it. Tune in Tuesday night after Hard Knocks. Hey, before we get to our next spot, we're going to talk a little college football. I'm just going to throw this out there, guys. We need to have like a sponsor spotlight every week for one of our local regular sponsors have been on board for a long time. CR Auctions, you know, headed up by Cavalier, Troy Crow. They do a great job. You can check out their stuff at CRAuctions.com. Download their app to your phone or computer. Start selling, buying today. Items from all over the country. As he likes to say, it's fast, it's easy, it gets results at CR Auctions. All right, we'll be back and talk a little football, specifically Michigan football, maybe a little quarterback controversy. I don't know. We'll be back right after this. AZ Printing Solutions, formerly Hankard Sportswear, is a full-service print shop that specializes in screen printing, digital printing, and embroidery. They pride themselves on giving a great product at a great value. The area's go-to printing solution offers a 100% guarantee to exceed your expectations. AZ Printing Solutions has your favorite local spirit wear as well as many other apparel items in stock. Specialty items are available for family, sports, business, and charity events. Call 989-725-2979 or step into the store in downtown Owasso. Nelson House Funeral Home's number one goal is to serve the families in our area. The Nelson House staff are proud to serve our local community with reliability, integrity, and compassion. Unique service representing unique lives, ensuring your loved ones receive the honor and celebration they deserve. Founded in 1880 and continuing the tradition today with chapels in Owasso, Chesanine, and New Lothrop. For more details, find them at nelson-house.com or call 989-723-5234. Success Group Mortgage and Servicing is Shiawassee County's only licensed mortgage broker, lender, and servicer. That means you get exclusive products not found anywhere else. If you are looking to purchase a home or refinance a home in Florida, Hawaii, or Michigan, stop what you're doing and give Success Group Mortgage and Servicing a call. 989-720-4380. That's 989-720-4380. All right, fellas, as you saw today, Jim Harbaugh came out and said that the quarterback race between J.J. McCarthy and Cade McNamara is, is tight. Uh, I, I'll be honest, man. I was always for Cade, but the more and more I think about it, wh where are we leaning on this? I, I like the idea of let's roll out McCarthy. I feel like we all kind of view this season maybe not a rebuilding year, but definitely not going to have the same amount of talent that we had last year. And if we really ever truly – the goal is to win a national championship – we might as well break J.J. McCarthy in now in the hopes that in a year, maybe two years, he is the nation's top quarterback. I think that that's the way we need to go. I can't believe I'm saying that because I always have been the Cade truther and a Cade believer. I mean, he's gave us our best year that we've had as Michigan fans in my lifetime. 
Uh, but I really do think it is time to kind of take a risk and hand over the keys to the young gun, J.J. McCarthy. What do you guys think? I mean, I think the biggest thing, the easiest way for me when I talk about this or whatever with friends or, you know, whoever, I think we've seen the ceiling with Cade McNamara, which is pretty good, won the Big Ten and went to the college football playoff. I think that was in large part because the defense was great and the running game was, you know, maybe the best in the Big Ten. He didn't have, he basically don't lose the game is what it came down with Cade McNamara. Don't throw the game away, don't lose it. I think the ceiling with J.J. McCarthy is much, much higher. Now, you know, there might be a couple more Johnny football type plays with him, might throw a couple more interceptions because he's taking a risk. But, you know, a team like Georgia or a team like Ohio State or whatever, they will actually have to, like, game plan for J.J. McCarthy and the run game and the receivers and all that. Whereas with Cade McNamara, I don't think, like, teams are really scared of him. Yes, he's, he's a good quarterback, clearly. But I think other teams, when they game plan, it's about the running backs, the receivers, and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, get after the quarterback. That That's a big thing to me. J.J. McCarthy could be a complete game changer, like you said. If he could turn into the best Big Ten quarterback, Kate McNamara is who he is, which is a, a solid college quarterback. But I think, okay. I think J.J. gets us here, potentially. Cade, you know, we've seen what he can do. Okay, so you're a JJ guy then? Is that what you're yep. saying, Matt? So you both are both are wrong. It's Cade McNamara. I mean, you got to go with the guy that went 12 and 2 a year ago. If you want to look at a comparison, Cade McNamara, Tom Brady, JJ, Drew Henson. I mean, it's that simple. I mean, McNamara did nothing to lose the job. Now, here's what I think: Harbaugh, the way he's going to manage it, and I'll be ha- I'll be satisfied if he makes a decision to go with JJ. Hey, he's the coach; he knows more than I do. But if I'm coaching him. And from what I saw last year, and you know, I'm a Cade guy. He doesn't make mistakes. Yeah, he may not be the game-breaker guy, but I look at this offensive roster, and you got running backs like Corum and Edwards. you got tight ends like All and Shoemaker, and you know, got a good kicker in Moody. I mean, this offense, offensive lines, all seniors, they're all back. What do you got to do offensively? I'm not worried one bit. And I would, I would probably even shuffle in McCarthy more because well, they're already used to doing that. You know, why, why wreck the karma? Keep McCarthy as the starter oh, and bring in McCarthy more. You, it's not, it's not good for either guy because basically, what McCarthy was twenty five percent last year. What, what, what percentage of snaps do you think he should be this year? I mean, what, well, why isn't it good, Jared? I mean, they went twelve and two and made it to the national semifinals. What do you want? I just think, well, like you said, that that I don't know if you can totally point that toward quarterback play for why that happened. Um, it didn't hurt. It didn't hurt. Uh, I mean, we saw against Georgia when we couldn't flip and get a first down. That well, you couldn't see anybody on that on that game. Michigan team. Did not nobody from Michigan showed up in that game. Let's face it, even yeah. uh, even their defensive end didn't have a good game. He got pancake, man. <laughs> that team just did not play well. So it wasn't McCarthy's. It wasn't uh, McNamara's fault. I just how do you do you think that it's ever smart to have like I, I, as a former quarterback? I I if you would have had a, somebody else starting fifty percent of the snaps, like how do you get in rhythm? How do you truly? Uh, you know, feel a game. How do you like, really improve? I, I just don't know how Harbaugh is going to be able to manage it because, yes, last year it was perfect. It was the perfect amount where you gave McCarthy just enough to keep him happy uh, and to bring another element to the offense. I don't know how you take another step from that and still get the most out of McNamara and the most out of McCarthy. I feel like any more it lessens McCar- McNamara and maybe it gives McCarthy a little bit more to work with, but I just think it's going to create problems. Well, not if not if they say, "Hey, 
McNamara, you're our quarterback. JJ, you're going to get in, filled in whenever, wherever we can get you playing time. And if you're taking the risk of him transferring, so be it. I mean, you know, there's things we don't see. Yeah, maybe uh, speed-wise and electricity-wise, McCarthy may have the edge. I'll give you that. But we don't see what goes on in that quarterback room. We do see that McNamara doesn't make a lot of mistakes. You know, he's not a, he's not just this mechanical quarterback. I mean, I think the guy's probably very bright, does his homework, and if you don't turn the ball over, I mean, that's one of the most crucial things a quarterback can do is turn that ball over. If you don't turn it over and let all your other skill players take care of business, I mean, I think it's a good problem we have, actually. I mean, right. if, if we're debating this, it's, it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, and that, you brought it up. I think it was one of the first things you said. We haven't seen what's everything that's going on in practice, but McNamara hasn't done anything yet to lose the job. I think that's a big thing. You know, unless McCarthy is that much better at practice, you know, and right. I guess we'll see. The big thing to me is you brought up the skill players. I just think the the receiving room right now has to be one of the best in the Big Ten, even with Ohio State. The receivers are just absolutely stacked. And I just think, and the tight ends, the tight ends might be the best in the country. Yeah. And I think McNamara doesn't maximize the potential of the offense. I think he can manage it. He'll hand the ball off really well to Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards. He'll hit Eric all on these little crossing patterns. Once a game, he'll hit a flea flicker deep, you know, something like that. But McCarthy, I mean, I think he will make the defense. They have to respect the, the pass. Whereas with McNamara, I think they can just be like, let's just stop the run. Stop the run, make McNamara beat us. And if he does, cool, tip your cap. Whereas I just think with, with McCarthy, the defense has to game plan for everything. And, you know, I may be wrong. And like I said, he might throw a couple more interceptions. But to me, like, you live with that. Because the, like a, the, the ceiling, I think, is much higher with McCarthy than McNamara. And, you know, we haven't seen a quarterback like this since Jim Harbaugh has been at Michigan. It's been – Wilton Spay, Jake Rudock, you know, stuff like that. So it's a good problem to have, like you said. Well, if Mark, if McCarthy wins the job, like I said, if he wins it in training camp and he opens up day one as the starter, uh, I'll go along with what Harbaugh, you know, his decision is. But I, I just think, you know, McNamara, he has to lose the job. That's what I think. Yep. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I just, I'm excited for Michigan yeah. football. I mean, you know, there's a lot of question marks defensively, but offensively, man, this team is full of studs. I mean, oh, yeah. Offense should be good. Yeah. Uh, Michigan I, I, I'm excited to see Corum and Edwards. I, I'm very curious to see what the workload will be between those two guys, but uh, I, that's probably the highlight of the season. I think that and just seeing Ronnie Bell back, what, what we get from yep. him would be good to see too. Absolutely. Well, we'll be getting more into uh, – Big Ten talk, Michigan, Michigan State, of course, they got their quarterback back, Peyton Thorne, and they got Jaden Reed back. So, And they're going to be dangerous for Coach Mel Tucker without a doubt. So we'll get more in-depth in the next couple no, episodes. No Kenneth Walker, though. That's the big thing. What, big. what are they going to be without maybe the best running back in Michigan State history? You know, Right, right. We'll see what they can do with Broussard and Berger. But uh, uh, it'll be interesting for sure. It'll be two weeks before we get really talking about college football and, and pro football in depth because next podcast, we're always excited about this. We've got our uh, fourth annual three-point podcast, pig, Prep Pigskin Preview. That's going to be dropping next week. Fifth. It is the fifth, huh? 
Oh, no kidding. I went back and looked. We The last one last year was fourth annual. So, yep, number five. All right. Well, with the fifth one coming up then. All right. Congrats to us. <laughs> but that'll be our next podcast. We'll be talking with media members throughout the state. Uh, we'll talk with Jeff Kimmerly of the Michigan High School Athletic Association. And uh, it's always a lot of fun. And then we'll open it up with uh, some of our memories. I'm, I'm going to see if I can get a special guest to join us for that opening 15, 20-minute segment to get it all kicked off. I do got to throw in there, guys, before we wrap up. It's not a entertainment uh, full review, but Better Call Saul just wrapped up. Incredible. I, I compare it to like Godfather 1, Godfather 2. Which one is better? Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul? Which one's better? I mean, I, I recommend if you ever get the time to binge them, binge Breaking Bad, go right to uh, El Camino, the movie they made of Breaking Bad afterwards, and then go to Better Call Saul. Three points all the way. It's incredible. Wow. All right, guys, I think we made it through. This has been the Three Point Podcast presented by Memorial Healthcare, home of the Now Community Wellness Center, home of the Walk-In Sports Injury Clinic every Monday. Definitely after you're banged up in a football game or volleyball or whatever, see the the great doctors there at uh, the Wellness Center and Walk-In Sports Injury Clinic. We're also brought to you by SkyMint Cannabis, Michigan's leader in the industry with many convenient locations throughout Michigan. Their coupon code at the Corona store, 3.20. Go on in there, 20% off SkyMint products only, new customers only. And don't forget, follow us at 3.pod, spread the word. Make sure you let all our great partners know you listen in. Enjoy the program. They include AZ Printing Solutions, Pro Real Estate and Auction, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Success Group Mortgage and Servicing, The Wash of Owasso, the ALS Association of Michigan, and Z92.5 The Castle. This episode of Three Point Podcast was recorded at StreamYard.com. And as I mentioned, our next podcast will be our fifth annual Prep Pigskin Preview Pod. And by the way, go check out our friends, Shy Town, August 20th at the Mid-Michigan Gas Tractor Festival in Oakley. Boys hit the stage at around 9 o'clock. They'll play for four hours and entertain everybody that shows up at that great festival. Uh, That's until a next... show, man. Oh, it's they do. I tell you what. playing for four hours? I, let me take and a couple of breaks. Show, four their, hours, their fans man. Their fans are going to be a little tuned up. <laughs> if you don't get tuned up at Oakley, you know, in the beer tent, well, you should probably stock up on some supplies from SkyMint, you know, to help yeah. kind of even it out a little bit. But uh, until next week, so long, everybody. Thanks for listening. Peace and love, and let's get ready for some football. Hey, gang, please consider a donation to the ALS Association Michigan Chapter, serving people with ALS and their families since 1988. There still is no cure for Lou Gehrig's disease, and every 90 minutes, someone is diagnosed with ALS. For more details, go online at webmi.alsa.org. Three Point Podcast is a Sportsnet Michigan Three Point Podcast production. Subscribe and share on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or any of your favorite podcast hosting sites. Comments and questions can be sent via social media at Three Point Pod or by email to 3pointpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.